shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Ashamed of that which I have put in your heart. Do not be ashamed of that which I have spoken to you about. It is me, your Lord, that speaks to you. It is me, your Lord, that talks to you. It is me, your Lord, that brings things to your heart and bears witness with your spirit. Yes, yes, have I not brought things over the past that have bore witness with your spirit? Have I not brought things over the past that have bore witness with your spirit? No. Has the Holy Spirit not confirmed many things in the past? Well, yeah, that same spirit that has spoken to you in the past, can you trust that spirit and follow that spirit? And follow that spirit from beginning to the end. And follow that spirit from beginning to the end. For I've led you and led you over time, and I will still lead you again. I've led you and led you over time, and I will still lead you again. It is I, your Lord, that leadeth you. It is I, your Lord, that leadeth you. It is I, your Lord, that leadeth you. I have led you in the past, and I will lead you again. It is my it is my job to lead you. I am the good shepherd, and I will lead you. Yes, yes, yes. Can you can you narrow back to your spirit man? Can you narrow back to your spirit man? Follow me from within. Follow me from within. It is I that have led you in the past that is still leading you again. It is I that have led you in the past that is leading you again. There's no other, there's no, no I'm not, there's no other person leading you except me. For you are my sheep, I am your shepherd. You are my sheep, I am your shepherd. You are my sheep, I am your shepherd. I have come to you now and say, I have come back and I will come to lead you again. I will come. The same way I've led you in the past, I will lead you again. Yeah, it is my presence, it is my spirit. It is my presence and it is my spirit. Do not forsake the voice of my spirit. Do not rebuke, do not refuse the voice of my spirit. It is I that have led you in the past that has come again to lead you again. Can you listen to that spirit? And I will bear witness with your spirit man. Yes, yes, yes. I will bear witness with your spirit man. For I have led you in the past and I will not lead you in a different way. Apart from the way I have led you in the past. I will lead you to your spirit man and I will lead you to your spirit man again. It is your spirit man that I will use to lead you. Can you narrow back to that fellowship of the Holy Ghost? Can you narrow back to that fellowship of the Lord? Can you narrow back to that fellowship of the Spirit? Can you narrow back to that fellowship of the spirit. It is my spirit. I am establishing you back into them. I am establishing you back into them. I am bringing it back again. I am bringing it back again. Those who think you have lost the fellowship of the spirit, I am bringing it back to you again. I am pouring it again into your midst. I am pouring it again into your midst. For many have lost it in the past, but I am bringing it back again. Can you reconnect back to me? Reconnect back to me. I want to bring that still small voice again. I want to bring that still small voice again. I want to talk to you again. I want to lead you again. I want to talk to you again. I want to lead you again. I want to bring that still small voice again. That fellow, that spirit that brings back fellowship. That still small voice that leads you back into fellowship. That still small voice that calls you back into my presence. That still small voice that calls you back into the scriptures. That still small voice that calls you back into prayer. I am bringing it again. That voice is back into you. Can you narrow back into your spirit man and speak again through your spirit man. Let your spirit man speak to you. Let your spirit man lead you. Let your spirit man talk to you. Let your spirit man lead you. Let your spirit man talk to you. He is speaking again. You can hear him. Can you yield? You can hear him. Can you yield? Yield to your spirit man again. I am talking to you through your spirit man again. Can you yield to your spirit man? Yield to your spirit man. Yield to your spirit man. There's no other leading outside of your spirit man. There's no other leading outside of your spirit man. I will confirm every other leading to your spirit man. Your spirit man is the ultimate lead. 
it's your ultimate lead to me. Your spirit man is your ultimate lead to me. Can you now bow to that small voice again? And follow the spirit man. And follow your spirit man. Follow your spirit man. For that is the only way I have called for men to be led. And I will lead you by that pattern. It's an ancient pattern. It's an ancient pattern. It's an ancient pattern. I led the apostles through this spirit. I led the apostles through this manner. I led the apostles through this manner. And I will lead you again through yes. this manner. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. For He has brought back His yes, He has brought back His confirmations. He has brought back His full prophetic spirit.
That's it. That's it. I come to give you food. Yes, I'm serving you food. I'm serving you bread. I'm serving you bread. Powerful bread. Powerful bread. Bread that will give you strength. Bread, bread, bread. I'm bringing you bread and milk. Bread and milk. Bread and butter. Milk, milk, corn and milk. Butter, bread. Bread, bread, butter, milk. Bread, butter, milk. I'm giving you bread, butter, milk. Bread, butter, milk. Bread, butter, milk. Cord, yes. To to make you, to feed you, to make you see. To make you see, to make you see. To make you see the path of peace. To make you see the path of greatness. To make you see the path. To make you see the path. I bring you food. I bring you grace. I bring you food for grace. I bring you food for grace. Grace for power. Grace for power. Grace for enlightenment. Grace to see. I bring you food. I bring you food. It's food. It's food for the season. It's food for the season. And I beseech you eat. I beseech you eat. Eat in this season. Eat in this season. I beseech you eat in this season. I beseech you eat in this season. For many are the tribulations ahead. I say eat in this season. For many are the troubles ahead. I say eat in this season. For you will rise above them and glide above them. If you eat, if only you eat, if only you eat, if only you eat. Many, 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 many will eat. Many will eat. Many will eat. Yes, yes, many will eat. Many will eat. Many will eat. Many will eat. Many will eat and many will be saved. Many will eat and many will be saved. Eat, I say, eat of my spirit. Eat of my presence. Eat of my power. Eat of my presence. Eat of my power. Eat is season to eat. Eat. Don't, 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 don't stop yourself from eating. Don't stop yourself from eating. Don't stay from eating. Don't deny yourself of food. Don't deny yourself of food. Many are the tribulations ahead. Your food will save you. Your food will make you give you strength. Your food will give you strength. Many are the things that will come. That will come. That will come. Many are the things that will come. But your food will save you. Your food will save you. Your food will bring you peace. Your food will take you to the path of peace. You will go where many say there's a casting down. You will say there's a lifting up. Because you have eaten. 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 Eat. Eat. This season. Yes, devil will attack your food. Devil will attack you from eating. It will stop you from eating. I say labor to eat. I say fight to eat. I say labor to eat. Fight to eat. Labor to eat. Fight to eat. Don't let condemnation stop you from eating. Don't let condemnation stop you from eating. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I have put you in my position of righteousness that you might eat. That's the position for food. Any man that has been put in that position has every right to eat. Eat, 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 eat. eat. I say eat. I say eat, eat. Eat is your season to eat. Don't let Satan deny you from eating. Eat is your season to eat. In Jesus' name. Thank you, man. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you, Lord, for the prophecy. In Jesus' name. Um, time has a fast spent, but um, it's okay. Um, we'll still teach a little bit. We'll teach a little bit. Now. Um, we'll have a short meeting after. Praise God. No Okay. Um, we, um, you can join online. I still. Yeah. Praise God. Um, just want to pass on the information. That's all. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I'll wait for everybody to settle down. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you. If you want to drink water, quickly drink water now. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Father Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, 
for the opportunity to, to spend time in your presence, Lord. Uh, I thank you, Lord Jesus, because of your presence in this place. I thank you, Lord Jesus, Father, because it is our season to grow. It is our season to grow again. It is our season to be fed. It is our season to be fed again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, my Lord and my King. Thank you, my God and my Savior. Thank you, my Father and my King. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for we'll be fed again in your presence. Father, I refuse to um, to be to be um, to be distracted today. I refuse to be distracted today. Father, you will teach us to eat in your presence. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. Father Lord, I submit myself under you and under ministering spirit. Under our daddy that you have um, placed over us, under Jesus. Father, I submit today in Jesus' name. Let grace flow. Let grace flow in the name of Jesus. Let grace flow down. Let grace flow down. Let grace flow down from above. Through every channel of blessing that you have put over us, let grace flow in the name of Jesus Christ. I submit myself as a little child before you. As a little child little child that does not know left from right waiting for to I'm stretch forth my hand today to be led by you i stretch forth my hand for you to carry me i stretch forth my hand for you to hold me yes 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 to the path to the path which you have prepared for me i stretch forth my hand lord father lead me lord lead me lead me lead me by your mercy lead me by your mercy i'm under you lord i'm under you lord i'm under you lord i'm under you lord under every channel of blessing you have put over us daddy mommy Every pastor you have put over us, I submit on that 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 channel of blessing, Lord, that I might receive from you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Praise God. Um, please, when we have prayers of God like this, enjoy it. It's not something that comes all the time. Enjoy it well. You know, one, and one of the things about this type of um, presence is that Satan, what Satan will do, will start throwing thoughts at you. He'll start throwing thoughts at you. That what makes you think you are worthy of this kind of presence. Do you get it? Don't worry. The fact that the Lord brought it means that you, you are worthy of it. Praise God. Um, praise the Lord. I'm just waiting for where to start from. Praise on the Lord. I would like to say, people are online today. And we have quite a number of people online. And um, to all of you that are online, um, you are welcome. Uh, and those that are in person, thank you very much for coming. Um, like I said, I will have to give you a little information after the meeting, so yeah, you can stay online after that. Thank you, Jesus. Can we quickly go to First John chapter three? Uh, I want us to follow me because I don't have a lot of time to teach today, so I want us to follow strictly today, please. Um. Let's just follow strictly today. Uh, let's pay attention to the Lord can pour out as much as He wants to pour out to us. Praise God. Mm. Um, from last week, um, how many of us were blessed last week? Mm. Praise God. Ah, we're not blessed. <laughs> What's wrong with your mind? 
Your yeah. mind is like everywhere. Are you okay? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I just took a pill. Ah. Oh, Lord is your healer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I think the Lord said a lot to us last week. Uh, we'll just continue from there because I feel like that area, we need to spend a lot of time there. Uh, it's like um, what God is trying to achieve is trying to merge the, the link between milk and meat of the world. Praise God. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that link, that flow between the milk and the, and the meat of the world, the, the advantage of the milk in the meat, do you get? And the, why you need the milk as a resource to actually mm-hmm. put the meat to use. Mm-hmm. Praise God. How I many you know that the milk is actually a resource? To put, you can't put meat to use without being established in the milk. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, because one thing that milk does is that milk, uh, it, it builds your trust in God. Yes. Yeah, it builds your trust in God. It makes you trust God. So that when God brings instruction that actually puts demands on the flesh, you can trust God. That God that has, uh, that has raised you in that manner mm-hmm. of the milk, has the best for you in mind. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, I've noticed it. I've seen people that did not really feed on milk well and um, they now enter into meat of the world. They struggle. They enter into legalism. They enter into religion. They enter into works. Do you get what I'm saying? The reason is because the, uh, the milk is the, is the boat is the boat, this, the gliding advantage for the meat. Do you get what I'm saying? So you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't leave out the meat of the world outside the milk of the world. You, they, they are in sync together. Do you get what I'm saying? They are in sync together. You know, uh, one of the things that milk did to us that time is that uh, milk made us understand our position in Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? Our position in Jesus. Um, our legal stand in Jesus. Praise God. Close that window. It's cold. Praise God. Our legal stand in Jesus. One of the things that milk will do again is that milk will give you a good understanding of your spirit, man. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, the milk will, ex- will expand and enlighten you on what your spirit man is. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Another thing that milk will is that it will expand your inheritance. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? It will expand your inheritance. It's a milk that you will see uh, people that don't go born again announcing to you that, ah, eternal life is mine. It's good. Do you know? You know, one of the things is that if you don't know that actually eternal life is yours and Jesus died for eternal life, eh? you will think there is one thing that you have to pay the labor and pay the price for. Eh? Mm-hmm. Not knowing that has been given to you, you just need to obey God. He said, He's the author. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you. I think I think I know the direction now. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Uh, praise the Lord the Lord. Hallelujah. Um uh, the Bible says that he became the author hmm, mm-hmm. of eternal salvation to those that what? Obey him. Praise God. So, he paid for it. But what you, we need to do to receive what he paid for 
is what we are learning. Do you get? Or let me use the right word to embody. Because actually, in God's eye, it is already ours. We have received it. Do you get? In God's eye. But God does not want to just tell you that something belongs to you without you growing to responsible enough to operate and put it to use. All we are learning is how to operate the life of God. Because Jesus Christ already died that we might access that life. Do you get what I'm saying? Jesus Christ paid the price for access to that life. Do you get? The only thing is that we have journeyed far from that life. Hmm? So we need to be raised back to the kind of man that can operate that life. We are falling short from the kind of man that can... There's a kind of man that can operate the life of God. Let us understand that. There's a kind of man. That man, life, is called the divine man. Praise God. He's in First Peter. Let's go to um, First Peter. We'll come back. We'll come back. Let's go to is it First Peter or Second Peter? Yeah, look at Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. Please, I want us to follow the scriptures I'm opening as we're opening it so that we can learn. Praise God. So that we can learn. Let's just follow the scripture well. So, uh, I will be pointing out some key words that the scripture used. I'll read from verse 1. Simon Peter is servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. To them that have obtained like precious faith. With us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Of Christ of Jesus our Lord. According to as his divine power, you see, hath given unto us all things. Praise God. You see, his divine power has given unto us. Can you put put let that sink in? Has given unto us hmm? all things. That pertained unto life and godliness. Hmm? Praise God. So He has given us so all everything that is needed to be a godly man and a divine man has been paid and been given. It wasn't given for it to not hang in the air. It was given for us to embody it. Now the day you got born again. We all can be sincere with ourselves that we do not embody it. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that the, when we it was telling the Corinthians, he said, I wanted to feed you with meat, but I can't because you are still babes because you are carnal. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, there's no way a man can embody the day God because he's a baby the day God born again. And a baby, he, he can carry the DNA of the father, but he can't carry all the resources of the father. It's not possible. The, what the baby has is the DNA of the father. 
which we all have. Your spirit man is Christ. He who is joined with the Lord is one spirit. Romans chapter 6 says, We are dead with Christ, then we will reason with Christ. Praise God. Amen. Open to um, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Know ye not that, let us read the verse 1. What shall we then say? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin? Mm. Praise God. Mm. Can I be very sincere with you? Can you agree that you are dead to sin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise God. People will say, ah, with all this thing that I'm still doing. <laughs> you know, one thing that the Bible makes us understand is that let me let me paint a scenario to you. Praise God, let me paint a scenario to you. Um, let me paint a scenario to you. Um I nobody is my slave. But Paulette, I just use that example. Let's say wow. in the olden days, let's say Paulette, I'm the king. Okay, no, don't worry. Paulette is the king, I'm the slave. <laughs> Dig it. I'm the slave. Then Effie, a rich man, eh? <laughs> now gave paid Paulette to free me. But I don't know that. Paulette has been paid to free me. Paulette has been paid to free me. But I don't know. I will be serving Paulette mm. as if I'm in bondage. Mm-hmm. And you, because Satan is wicked. Even though Satan knows that Jesus has paid the price, he's a wicked being. He does not ever want you to know that the price. For that sin has been paid. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that you need to. You can tell you that okay, you know that I've paid it, but you need to work. work to yeah. Hide. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or he can tell you that it's not payful money. Mm-hmm. The deposit. It's deposit. Financing. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? He can tell you that it's deposit that he paid. That you see now, you have to wait pay for the remaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see. Aha. We are going somewhere today. But me, I don't know that full price I've been paid. It's what he tells me, Paulette tells me that I will believe. Hmm? So I will not be working hard to pay full price. And you know, someone like Paulette now, you are not the one who. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Laban. The once Jacob meets it will increase the price again. So at the end of the day, you will never ever be able to pay that. 
that's actually the way Satan works. Hi. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the day I realize that the full money has been paid, even if I don't know how to set my face free, myself free, I will start planning how to escape. If it's to confront the master, even though I don't have strength to confront the master, I'll be looking, I'll be gathering strength, I'll be gathering weapon, gathering things. That one day I'm going to confront this man because I'm free and he doesn't want to set me free. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? This is what the scripture is just painting to us. He said, You are dead to sin. Because you just committed a sin today. Eh? The reason why we commit sin is because the soul has been programmed to sin. Doesn't mean that the price for sin has not been paid. The only thing is that it's just a slave that has been programmed to be a slave. Even when they are paid to to be free, he will still behave like a slave. Because he has not learned how to be a free man. So what we are learning at the feet of Jesus... Is the power of freedom. Mm-hmm. Is that where the Spirit of the Lord is, is, is liberty, right? Mm-hmm. So the Spirit of the Lord comes to teach liberty, not just the excessive liberty that people are doing now. Mm-hmm. Liberty. Liberty is actually, you know what liberty is? There's something that you were created for. Hmm? Capacity to live out what you were created for is liberty. Mm-hmm. You were created for the will of God. When cap- we are capacity to live out the will of God is the real liberty. You see, when a man is bound to God, he's the real free man. Free man. So you see, Satan's Satan's um Satan's job, eh, is to now paint another type of freedom for you. That is not the freedom that God paints for you. Do you get what I'm saying? Satan's job is to come and paint another. So the see this world, eh? The entire world is a lie of false liberty. Wow. Liberty is capacity to do the original intent of man for God. Liberty is capacity to do the original intent of God for man. That's actually the real liberty. That's what Satan wants to stop us from. So he will paint another liberty to you. So that you will be blind to the real liberty. So he can tell you doing well in your career, which we should do well. Do you get what I'm saying? But it can tell you that's the all about liberty. But unbelievers do well in their career. It can paint many visions before you and tell you that's your liberty. Have you seen that many of these things, after achieving them, you still don't have peace? Hmm. I remember when I wanted to come to Canada. I said, when I come to Canada, I'll be fine. Then I came. I became PR. <laughs> I said, when I become PR, I'll be fine. Then I became PR. I said, when I become citizen, I'll be fine. 
at the end of the day, alone. When I get job, I'll be fine. When I marry, I'll be fine. Until today, you still not found that satisfaction. <laughs> because the original intent of man that will give satisfaction to the soul is the will of God. So once a man, but you can, all these things I just mentioned can be a definition of liberty for a man. And a man will chase it all his life. And does it mean that you shouldn't have these things? All these things now I have them. But I don't find liberty in them anymore. I find liberty in that. Can I connect the will of God? Now, a man cannot connect the will of God. First thing first, if you don't believe you are dead to sin, you will never feel like you have the right to actually access the will of God. Ye are dead to sin. Let's read it further. I'm not, it's not even something that I have one big revelation I want to teach. Mm-hmm. We are going to read Bible. Yes, sir. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer daring? Mm-hmm. Right, let's go. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, praise God, were baptized into his death. Praise God. Were what? Baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, the day you got born again, you can't really walk in newness of life. But he said, you should. Because you can't right now doesn't mean that you will not. Because you see, should. That it is an expectation that you walk in newness of life. How many of you believe it's an expectation? Because it's telling you that now you are dead to sin. There's an expectation from you. Start walking in newness of life. Praise God. Start what? Walking in newness of life. Because you are now dead to sin because you died with Christ and was raised with Christ. And the Bible says, the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So that your spirit man is a proof that you are dead to sin. Because the spirit man is the real you. And it's the spirit man that was raised from the dead. The day you got born again, that spirit man rose up from the dead. So if your spirit man is not bound to the dead, that means the real you with your spirit man is not bound to death. So you are not bound to death. Because the real you is spirit. Yes, sir. Am I communicating something? Yes, sir. You will need to understand. The real you is spirit. The problem with us is that the soul have not learned the life that is in the spirit. So we still yield our soul. Mm-hmm. And yield our body to the program and the law that is at work in the soul. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. And Satan did it well. He made sure that he taught the soul rebellion fast enough. Because he knows that remedy is coming. And he will make that remedy difficult. Praise God. Satan, he knew that remedy will come and he wanted to make that remedy what? Difficult. You can say. So definitely, he deliberately Praise God. He deliberately attacked the soul over the years that even when the spirit man has been quickened, eh? even after the spirit man has been quickened, it's okay, don't let us get distracted. Let's Let's just take our time. Sorry. Praise God. Even when the spirit man is quickened, something, what is going to happen is that it will now take time for us to walk in newness of life. So, the entire scripture eh, was written for the soul to learn the life that is in his spirit. Praise God. When we talk about fruit of the spirit, do you know that every seed to bear fruit of the spirit it's already in your spirit, man. Mm. Which is the real you. Mm. <coughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Every seed needed to bear fruit is already in your spirit, man. Mm. Right? Aha! You have a question? Yeah. So, following the analogy because I just want to understand. Um, so, when the price was paid, right? Mm-hmm. The price was paid for the whole man, too, right? Like mm-hmm. the spirit, soul, and body. Yeah. Okay, but just. The Is a, yeah, the entire price. Every, see, everything that Jesus Christ attained, spirit, soul, and body, Jesus Christ paid for it. Mm-hmm. It's not just spirit alone. No. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ paid for whatever the soul we attain. Hmm? Jesus Christ paid for whatever the body we attain. So, when we even talk about obedience, obedience is not you paying a price. You can't pay a price for anything. My brothers and sisters, you can't pay, you can't pay any price for anything. Obedience aligns you with grace to carry out God's instruction. See, that moment you choose to obey God, grace comes. Eh? And as you obey and you continue obeying, something happens to you. That doing the will of God becomes an inclination to the soul. So your obedience is not payment for anything. You can't pay for anything. No. Obedience is God teaching you alignment. It's just simple. I want to learn how to ride a bicycle. The first thing you go and do eh, is to climb bicycle. You will fall. You stand up again. You ride the bicycle. Can you can you align that with obedience? They want to teach you how to fuck, how to become, how to, to have the nature of forgiveness in your soul. First thing they will come and tell you, we are forgive. You will try to forgive, you can fall. Stand up again and work on forgiveness. Pray, Father, help me. I truly want to forgive. By the time you forgive first time, forgive second time. Before you know it, forgiveness becomes very easy to you. So what is obedience? Did you pay the price of forgiveness? 
You didn't pay the price. You learned obedience taught you how to forgive. Do you get what I'm saying? Don't use your logical mind to analyze it. What obedience taught you is what obedience did is that as you obeyed over time, nature of forgiveness is being imputed in this world. So don't ever because you know what the problem that can come in, that can happen. So people can now use their obedience as resume before God. That hey, I've obeyed you, I deserve something. God will tell you that even that obedience is me that helped you to do it. That even that obedience you can't do it without me. Do you get what I'm saying? Does anybody understand what I'm saying? So don't see your obedience as payment. You can't pay. There's nothing you will do that we pay for anything. Obedience is aligning, aligning with God. Is aligning. Jesus already paid the price. Our obedience is for alignment. So when you they say, "Come and obey God." Obedience to God. Some of you think that we are doing God one one favor. How many of you have felt like obeying God? It looks like you are doing God a favor. Our Lord is God that is doing you a favor. Obedience is not a price. It's not. You are not paying a price. To obedience. You are worshiping in obedience. Your obedience is your worship. It's not your price. It's not your payment. It's your worship. This thing, by the time you understand what obedience really is, we will joyfully obey. Because sometimes we feel like obeying God is like trying to pay for some pay to receive something from God. You can't pay to receive anything from God. Is the reason why they ask you to obey is that God was ready, ready to give you. Obedience is for you to arrange yourself to receive. So any man that does not obey is cheating himself. He's not, he's not cheating God. How many of us... Okay, let me ask you a question. When you ask God for something, one of the first things that follows is the leading. Right? One of the first things that follow is leading. Then you obey the leading. What does that leading do? It aligns you to receive whatever you have asked. So, when you obey, it's not that you paid the price to receive anything from God. It's that God was ready to give you. He just gave you instruction to receive whatever he wants to give. Now, when I'm talking about what he wants to give now, don't think of he wants to give you a car, he wants to give you. That one is part of it. Can we talk about when he wants to give you heavenly resources? Eh? Holy attributes. Things that make you divine. Fruits that you will bear that will make you godly. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
So, reason for obedience is, check it. God wants to pour out grace. Eh? God wants to pour out grace. Let's say, for you to, maybe God wants you to actually be someone that prays a lot. He wants to put body of prayer on you. Hmm? And first thing he will do is, he will start instructing you. I remember the way God built my prayer life for me. So he instructed me 15 minutes a day. If I knew it, I grew it 20 minutes a day. Then one hour. Now, like, I just pray on the go. As the Lord wants me to. If I didn't obey those 15 minutes a, uh, a day, eh? I can't pray the way I pray right now. So I had to obey that instruction then. Do you get for me to be graced like this, to pray the way I pray. Do you get what I'm saying? So what's the essence of your obedience then? Your obedience is to receive anything God wants to pour into you. Your obedience is not payment for anything. Yeah. Obedience does not favor God. Mm-hmm. Obedience favors you. Any man that does not obey is cheating himself. Yeah. So that's the essence of obedience. Let's go back to... Uh, he said, God forbid, how shall we that are, verse 2, that are dead to sin, live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk with, should what? Walk in newness of life. We should walk what? In newness of praise God. We should what? Walk in newness of life. So the expectation is that since you have been set free, walk in the newness of life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go further. For if we were being planted together, you see? If we are being planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall Shall is the future tense of should, right? We shall. Praise God. Be also in the likeness of his what? Resurrection. Let's read this scripture, please. I don't want us to be distracted. Let's look at the scriptures as as we are reading it. Praise God. Praise God. We shall. Praise God. We shall also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. This is Bible, please. Praise God. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Praise God. So, a man can be born again and still serve sin. But the Bible says you should not serve sin. 
Because as far as God is concerned, you have been set free from sin. So you are no longer a slave to sin. The price to buy you back has been paid. The only problem is that you don't know. And another problem is that the enemy that the price was paid to is not ready to let you go. So, the accusation Satan puts before Jesus is, okay, you paid for this guy. But this guy loves me. He even wants to stay with me. Okay, you might just, you just breathe one thought, poof, and you will carry it out. He says, you see, this guy likes me. <laughs> so, he brings accusation every single time. That even though you paid the price for this guy, this guy still has my things. He still wants to do my thing. So why would I let him go? Well, you used to, you used to think, think it. You would tell God, you to think about it. Eh? You tell somebody to go. But he's still in my house doing things for me. Are you not trying to cheat this guy? He's talking, he's accusing before God. So what God will do is that it's okay. Even though I paid the price, but this guy, but can you let me have access to him and talk to him? Let's see if he wants to really, really want to stay when he knows that he's actually free. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So the reason for knowledge is for us to know, Ephesians chapter 1, to know our glorious inheritance in the saints. The day you know your glorious inheritance in the saints, Sin will become disgusting to you. Our glorious inheritance, we can be talking it. All over YouTube, you can be listening to it. It has not become a reality to us. That's why sin has not become disgusting to us. The day that knowledge is done in the soul, eh? the day that knowledge is done in the soul, you will hate sin. The reason why we still find pleasure in sin it's because the knowledge of our inheritance has not been dawned on us. Praise God. The knowledge of our inheritance has not been dawned in us yet. So the reason why we are going to church, eh? church, you are, you are not paying, going to church to pay any price. You are going to church to learn that which has been given. And to embody what has been given. Praise God. That's the reason for church. A church should be the bedrock of truth. Where inheritance are being explained. Clearly. One thing that when inheritance is explained clearly, it brings joy to the soul and excitement to leave it out. Do you get what I'm saying? Once you can see your inheritance clearly, you'll be excited. To leave it out. The reason is because it has not been well painted yet. And God will give us grace to paint it more. Amen. Does anybody have any question? No question yet. Let's go ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. So you said the reason why sin is still happening to us because the reality of an inheritance is still really done in the soul. Like, mm-hmm. knowledge has not really done in the soul. Mm-hmm. You can listen and listen and listen, but it has not yet 
stayed. Yeah, when they say revelation, revelation is that that aha moment. Mm-hmm. That wow, I never knew this. Mm-hmm. You see, once you have that moment, something that will happen to you is that even if you are still doing it, you will hate it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, why the reason why you want to stop a sin is because you're beginning to hate the sin. Mm-hmm. You can't love a sin and want to stop it. Yeah. The problem is that the problem is that we listen so much without meditating on the word and spending time with the word. Praise God. You know, listening should not be leisure. Listening should, listening should be intentional. It should be an exercise of the soul. And it doesn't get done in one day. It get done over time. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why salvation is a process. Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Salvation is a process. But when enlightenment enters the soul, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, something that will happen is that before you know it, you start panting after the reality of that knowledge. Do you get what I'm saying? You want it. You want to see the reality in your life. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because at the time that that knowledge is done, is the time you actually <laughs> fell in love with it. Ah, you see that aha moment when knowledge rests in the soul. Do you get what I'm saying? Before you know it, that knowledge will start informing every area of your life. So when they say that they have love righteousness. And hatred iniquity to Jesus. Eh? Praise God. That have love righteousness and hated iniquity. They were not just joking. No. It's the reality of what was happening to Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? It's actually the reality of what was happening to Jesus. That Jesus Christ actually hates iniquity. Like disgusting. You know the way Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ comes to you and the first thing he wants to attack you is your infirmity. It's because he hates it. So when you come to the point where you hate that thing, hmm? you will fight it. There was one time I had a problem with sexual sin. I got to a point. I hated it. The knowledge just dawned on me how that thing have cheated me over time and I affected fellowship over time. And I saw that ah, if this thing is not in me, there's 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 a there's a kind of speed I will have in the spirit that I don't have. Ah I hated that thing. In no time the thing started dying. Because even after I, I do, even if I end up doing it, I'll wake up. And it's not that and the time came, it wasn't condemnation that was there again, it's hatred for it. In fact, there was a time that even after doing it, I would tell myself, You are going to go. I will be talking to that spirit. I said, Well, you are going. I'm dead to you. It's just a matter of time you are gone. In fact, I believe you are gone. I'll be telling myself on the bed. I literally will be telling myself that you, you're already gone. Because I did it doesn't mean that you still have, you still have power over me. You are gone. It's only a matter of time you are gone. 
I, I, I would tell myself. I, I actually, I usually tell myself. I'll be driving. The team will come and meet me. I'll say, "We are gone." I'm not. I'm not. I'm not chained. I'm not bound to you again. We are gone. I would tell like it's like I'm talking to somebody. In fact, when I'm driving, it's even weird when I'm driving because you see my mouth moving. So if you drive past me, you think something's wrong with me. But actually, talk to that spirit. You are gone. Because the time came, I just hated that thing. Do you get what I'm saying? So, Christ has paid the price. And let me tell you that because Christ has paid the price, Satan actually has no right around you. The only problem is that he still has resources inside his soul that he can play with. So, the job of the scripture is be ye transformed. Be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of the mind. So, scripture was written for the soul to come into reality of what I've been paid for. Praise God. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? You know, I said something last week and everybody looked at me and were shocked. I said, do you know that as far as God is concerned, Jesus Christ already paid for eternal life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's say this thing is eternal life. I've paid for it. But I don't know how to play it. Do you know how to play it? Do you get what I'm saying? But that's been paid for. But I can't put it to use. Does it mean it's not mine? Mm-hmm. The only difference is that I can't put it to use. Eternal life actually belongs to us. The only difference is that you have not embodied it. Mm-hmm. Because there's a quality of man that can embody eternal life. That man is, the, we, in our, we call it the everlasting man or the divine man. Some, some company calls it the incorruptible man. Whichever word, and if you go to a place that they call incorruptible man, don't go argue with them. <laughs> don't make sure they are saying the same thing you are saying. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's a quality of man that can actually embody eternal life. Mm. Imagine a man that has corruption, God now puts eternal life. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder what you will use. It will use it <laughs> so, when the Bible says I cannot cast costly pearls before swine, yes. he knows what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I know in the place of when we say eternal life is in our spirit, man. He's just talking about the Holy Ghost, person of God, mm-hmm. Spirit of God, you know, spirit man. Mm-hmm. When Enrique was teaching that thing, Enrique was telling us that the Holy Ghost, the, the eternal spirit is in our spirit man. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Hmm? But check it. Eh? The way you can tell yourself, you can understand that, really, really, you don't have it the way you think you have it, is that let's 
even one cherubim. Just one cherubim. Cherubim does not have entire life. <laughs> Let him come and explain his life to you and tell me that you understand it. <laughs> no, just cherubim. Just cherubim. Say just you. <laughs> just one. Just one. Just my should just come here and gist with you. You will not understand anything. Ah, it's like sir. So really, really, that man of saying, you know, so people, I understand from that perspective, he confesses, it, confesses, it, confesses. It. Can I? Do you know what I'm saying? Eternal life is not by confession. Yeah. Let us be sincere with ourselves. Eternal life is not by confession. Eternal life is that this is eternal life that they might know. That they might know Him, the only true God, and His Son Jesus Christ, who in their sent. Praise God. Yeah. That's what if God if God wants to define eternal life to you, that's how you will define eternal life. It's an understanding. So eternal life is God eh? flowing through a man. Limitlessly. So when the man says he has embodied eternal life, can God actually move inside you? You are helplessly free without you stopping it. Mm. <laughs> wow. So that's why he said, This is the promise he has promised us, even eternal life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Aha. It must be embodied. It's not just meant to be confessed. Yes, sir. Life of God should be embodied. Yes, sir. And he says the author of eternal salvation to those words who obey him, sir. Please don't let us be deceiving ourselves. You cannot embody without obedience to the person that authors it. Yeah. The essence of fellowship. Fellowship. This is the essence of fellowship. Fellowship with God is God pouring himself into a man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Fellowship is God pouring himself into a man. So the fellowship, the Bible says that and God will come in the cool of the day to fellowship with Adam and Eve. Just is not just God coming to play with Adam and Eve. Mm. Fellowship with them is him pouring himself into them. Mm. But Adam and Eve fell from there. So God could not pour himself into them the way he wanted to anymore. So he chased them out of the garden of Eden. That garden of chasing out of the garden of Eden is to give them a place for repair. So that that fellowship can be restored. But Cain, now you know as a baby, he walked out of the presence of God. Cain, I don't even know what happened to him. Satan is wicked. Though. How can Satan teach a man to be a murderer in the presence of God? Hi. Wow. Wow. It's true. Jesus chapter 4. Cain murdered his brother in the presence of God. And you have not said, and Cain left the presence of God. So because they were chased out of Eden, does not mean that the presence of God left them. Mm. Mm. But Cain left the presence of God. Obviously, once somebody leaves the presence of God, he's going to go to another presence. Mm-hmm. And we know the presence he went to. Yeah. And when you stay in it, every single presence teaches. Wow. Every, the atmosphere you are under teaches you. 
So if you are under the atmosphere of God, God will teach you. If you are under the atmosphere of Satan, Satan will teach you. And once he teaches you, you will live his life. So the problem with man is that we have been taught over time. Another life. So when they say that uh, you can't just you can old habits do not die one day, that thing is true. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have been taught. It's a teaching. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a teaching over time. Verse 6 says something. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Do you get? So the old man was crucified that the body of sin might be destroyed. And a time will come, you will not serve sin again. Do you understand? Aha. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall live with him. Praise God. We what? Believe that we shall what? Live with him. We shall live with him. Praise God. So, the fact that we should, once you agree that truly, truly you are dead to sin, because you have been quickened from the dead, Look forward to living with him. Look forward to living in the new life of life. See, the Christianity is about learning new life. So, Christianity is about learning the new life of God. Praise God. This is scripture. I'm not even, you know, I'm not sharing the big revelations of this. I'm not, we, are, we, are just, we are just reading down scripture and seeing the way scripture plays out. Praise God. Now, if we be dead, verse 8, now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But he, he that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Verse 11. Read this verse 11 well, please. Let us read this verse 11 well. Likewise reckon ye the same way reckon yourself also to be dead indeed unto sin. He said Jesus Christ died eh? and was raised from the dead. He said likewise you too recognize eh? likewise he recognized that Yourself, you are dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Don't let it reign in your mortal body. Because he said, identify that the fact that you have died with Christ and you have been risen with him. Don't allow sin to reign. Don't allow sin to reign because you are dead to it. He wants to reign. It's not that he doesn't want to reign. He wants to reign. But you are dead to him. 
So don't permit him. When he brings his instructions to you, don't allow that instruction to flow. Because he actually wants to reign. But recognize that he's an illegal being in your body. He's in you illegally. He's not meant to be there. So, your journey of Christianity is to purge him out. And you must be quick to purge him out. What you are coming to church to do is to purge sin out of you. Church is for purging sin. You know we always say church is, is not for the for the righteous, it's for the sick. Uh, we are sick. But what we are coming to in church to do is for you to suck out sickness out of us. That venom of sin. When you enter church, what's something they should be doing to you in church is that they are sucking out that venom called sin. They are sucking it out of the soul. Because sin is an illegal being in your, in your body. Secondly, as they are revealing to you, because you don't have strength to let it go, mm-hmm. eh? one of the things you start asking for is grace. Mm-hmm. Because if you enter legalism, you'll be, you'll be giving yourself instruction on how to do it, mm-hmm. and it will not lead you anywhere. Number one, you are, you, that's when you now come back to God. That God, I know this thing inside me is bad. Be humble. Mm-hmm. Be humble. God, I have this problem. 
Come and teach me how to let it go. If you, we are not humble enough to always come back, even when God has revealed an infirmity to us, if we are not humble to come back to say, God, how do I let it go? Mm-hmm. Eh? One of the things that you will do is that you will start uh, creating instruction for yourself. I remember one guy. He died used to watch TV a lot. So Holy Spirit descended on him and told him that, ah, you are watching TV too much. Hmm? So the guy started struggling. Instead of him to ask Holy Ghost, that Holy Ghost, come and teach me. The guy did something. He removed the plug of the TV. He moved the plug of the TV, disconnected internet, no, disconnected internet from TV, he moved the plug of the TV and took it to school and came back home without the cord. So he left the cord of the TV in school and came back home without the cord. Four days after, the guy noticed himself watching TV on laptop. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. Now, you can have those kind of determinations and start like that, but can I raise this up to you? If God does not help you, you will create. You will still do it through another avenue. Because that problem is within, it's not without. So the work must first start from within. And how the work starts from within is you spend the time with the word. Stay with the word. Stay with the word. With the word comes grace. With the word comes grace. With the word comes grace. As you spend time with the word, you just gather strength to start refusing those things. You get you start diffusing those things. So nobody should actually find time by they do by himself. Try to actually overcome an infirmity by himself. Don't put pressure on yourself. Put pressure on the word. Do you get Don't put pressure on yourself. Put pressure on the word. Another thing is that seek for counsel. Do you know that there are some things that what's the first thing you need to first do is to let people know that you are committing that sin. Once people know that you are committing that sin, the first thing is that you first, Satan is first ashamed there first. The strength he has over you is limited. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. So let's be careful that we don't enter legalism. One of the ways not to enter legalism is always humble ourselves to ask for help, for help from God. Do you get Aha. Praise God. So he said, do not let sin reign in your... Even though sin wants to reign, do not let sin reign in your body. War with it. And we war with grace. We war with the word. Right? Aha. So don't permit it. So the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness in this world. Hmm? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. For the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Eh? Casting their imaginations and every thought that exalts them above. So you see, it's from within. You cast out thoughts. You cast out imaginations. That's how we get healed. Praise God. Once you put pressure on the word, the word will work for you. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. So be careful never to enter legalism. Praise God. Be careful never to enter into legalism in that manner. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise on the Lord. I don't know if there's any question online because we have quite some number of people there. Okay, there's no question. Praise God. Praise God. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, if we be dead with Christ, verse 8, we believe that we shall live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the okay, verse eleven. Likewise reckon ye therefore to be dead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ. Let no sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lost thereof. 
neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness. Praise God. Neither what? Yield. Everybody say yield. yield. Don't yield to it. Because unrighteousness will come. He said don't yield to it. Praise God. So, if you are not dead to something, you will naturally yield to it. Hmm? The fact that you are now dead to it means that you have capacity not to yield to it. And you have a right not to yield to it. Praise God. Praise God. You have a right not to yield to sin. So don't yield to it. Praise God. Praise God. For sin shall no longer have what? Dominion over you. Let me read verse 13 again. Neither yield ye members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto what? Unto God. As those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So, the problem here is the problem of yielding. Right? Which is the problem of obedience. Yielding is the same thing as obedience. Yielding to God is obeying God. So, you can see that yielding is not you paying the price for righteousness. Yielding is actually, paying the, uh, is actually aligning with righteousness himself. Praise God. I believe that, it, that, that what God is doing today is that that's, that's, that condemnation that makes us feel like we need to work mm. to attain something in that manner. Like we have to work ourselves out. Mm. That thing we have to go. Because when a man relies on grace and wait for grace to play out, eh, even though he's doing something, he's not really the one working. It's me that works in you both to win and to do of his great pleasure. Grace God. So, please, don't let us enter that arena of, I want to walk. I want to walk to achieve something. No, no, no. It's grace. The work of grace. Work of grace, which comes through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Let's go back. Let's now go back to um, the first, second Peter I was reading. Second Peter. I'll read from verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and unto Jesus Christ our Lord. According as divine power hath given unto us. You see, his divine power has given unto us. Praise God. His divine power has given unto us. We have been given unto us. Eh? According to his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. We have been given. True knowledge. How did those, how, how have you been given? True knowledge. So everything needed for life and godliness is inside knowledge. Praise God. And all see, there's no new knowledge in one place. Do you know that? Yeah, there's no new knowledge anywhere. There's nothing that Paul taught. That Jesus Christ did not teach. There's nothing that John taught that Jesus Christ did not teach. 
you know, the shocking part of it is that Jesus Christ will teach something with parable. Mm-hmm. Then you can read the epistle. They wrote like three chapters just explaining that parable. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ was a mighty teacher. And these parables look so simple. Until it's time to break it down. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is a mighty teacher. But so everything, hmm? mm-hmm. everything is inside knowledge. True knowledge of him that had called to glory and virtue, whereby we are we are given unto us, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that we might be partakers. Praise God. So you have been given, but you have not partaken of it. Do you get what I'm saying? There's a difference between you have something and partaking of that thing. Right? Partaking of it is the journey of Christianity. Right? Aha. Our journey is partaking of what God has given or what Christ paid for. How many of us know that Holy Ghost is God? You know Holy Ghost is God. So Holy Ghost lives inside you. Don't, no, no. Right now, as I just said, don't think of the sin you committed last week. Because, you know, when you, th- when you think of it, you'll be doubting Holy Ghost. We really decide you or not. <laughs> Praise God. Don't think of that one. The day Holy Ghost came in, eh? you, have no, you have not stopped sinning. So the sin you commit today will not stop Holy Ghost from living inside you. People that actually, people that actually um, lose their salvation in that manner, eh? That we use, I don't, for lack of a better word, that lose salvation. People that lose it, eh? Do you know what they, it's not something you just lose in one day. So that thing is not something that is very common. You know the way we say it sometimes, it looks as if somebody right beside me now, ah! This one has lost his salvation. You don't just lose salvation in one day. It's something difficult. It's difficult for that thing to happen. You know how you can lose how before that thing can happen. Everything you have learned, you must you will come to a point where you actually counter it and deliberately live against it. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. So losing salvation is not something that just happens in one day. But don't let us think that it's not possible. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. So you have been given something, but you need to be a partaker of it. Divine nature is inside the knowledge of God, but you cannot partake of divine nature outside without actually, um, but without without um, drinking the knowledge of God. That's the the knowledge is the food that gives you that nutrient called divine nature. So if there's no knowledge, there's no divinity. It's not possible. Divinity is hidden in knowledge. So when they say, come and learn God, come and learn God, eh? it's not a chore. It's actually the resource needed eh? for which we partakers of God himself. You must always, you must always be learning and coming to the knowledge of truth. Every Christian must always be learning. 
I can't finish this message today. I'll continue next week. Praise God. It's already time. I don't even know. Is this so? I've not done half. Half of this message, I've not preached it. Praise God. It might be particles of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through what? True loss. Praise God. Aha. So, we need to. Everybody say after me, I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to sin. <laughs> See, You're actually dead to sin. Because the spirit man has been quickened. Your spirit man is no longer dead, and that's the real you. So you are dead to sin. You need to remind yourself, I am dead to sin. So what is remaining is that, how does a man that is dead to sin, how does he live? That's what is remaining. It needs to be learned. Praise God. The way a dead man to sin lives, a man that is dead to sin, the way he lives has to be learned. And that thing is hidden in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. If you don't recognize that you are dead to sin, hmm, even the positioning of righteousness that God has placed on you won't be able to enjoy it. Praise God. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Then I'll, I'll close here. Praise God. I am dead to sin. Yeah. Um, I, I think one thing that I've learned so based on this knowledge thing in regarding sin is and revealed knowledge. Because you know, where we were reading before about um, Paul saying that sin should not reign in our body, right? Mm. Um, it's really true knowledge, too, mm-hmm. because. Um, when when God does not bring demand in mm. in those areas, mm-hmm. so like that's why everything is not all at once. Because based on the knowledge you have received, it's also giving you power to yeah. um, refuse that sin of what is showing you. Yes, yes. So it's also a mercy thing. Yes, well. yeah. So any sin that comes, mm. there's always knowledge to counter it. Mm. So he said, when. Um, Sin abounds, grace what abounds much more. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? But there's something I want to emphasize on before we go. Ah, I wish I had enough time for this one. I, I think I'll just continue with this one next week. I can't really teach this now. Praise God. But I, I'll let me just talk, then I'll continue next week. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Do you know that there's no way there's no way a man can live out righteousness eh? Hmm? without being placed in the position of righteousness. 
you get? How can you receive from God without being positioned to receive? So the day you got born again, born again positioned us in right standing with God. It's a position. It has not been embodied, but you have been positioned. What's the reason for that position? For the knowledge of righteousness to be poured out. So if Satan can come to you and say, ah, you have not prayed for three days, you are not in right standing with God, it's a lie. Prayer, that thing does not change your position. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. What it breaks is fellowship. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But you are still in that position. One thing mommy, that you need to mommy, do mommy, eh, mommy, is actually mommy, go back to God. Mommy, and mommy, mommy. He has every single right. You have every single right to access the presence of God again. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Yes. Mm. You have every single right to access the presence of God again because you have been positioned in the position of righteousness. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God. Mm-hmm. But if you don't recognize your stand in God, even when you want to go back to pray, you want to go back to worship God, eh? something that will happen is that it will start telling you you are not worthy of that presence. Do you get what I'm saying? Because for the past four days you have not prayed. How do you think that you can now go and pray now anyhow? That you can just enter God's way and just start talking to him like that. After you have not spoken with him for four days, it's a lie. That thing is a lie. Something you need to do is that recognize that God is your father. Praise God. Recognize that he is your father. A father is ready. No matter how far you have gone, a father is ready to receive you. Do you get what I'm saying? He is ready to, no matter how far you are going, he is ready to receive you. The problem is, are you willing to come back? Do you get what I'm saying? So, fellowship, like I said, is God pouring himself into a man. And the day you got born again, one thing God did is that he positioned us in that place where he can pour himself into us. So, when we say meat, milk, meat, strong meat, or we say Christ, everlasting life, eternal life, is just God pouring himself into us. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. It's just God pouring himself into us. And it takes time for God to pour himself into a man. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because first, one thing, before God can even pour himself into a man, eh, that man must be emptied of something. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Adam, in the Garden of Eden, God was already pouring himself inside him. Eh? But something else entered and started corrupting Adam. God could not pour himself into Adam again. Do you get what I'm saying? That thing that entered in Adam, hmm, that now transferred onto all men, that is stopping God from pouring himself into man, needs to be taken out first. That thing is called sin. So the essence of Christ is to purge sin. So when they say Christ is formed in a man, is a man that has been sanctified from sin. That's what the Bible calls a godly man. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what the God... Now, that man cannot start learning God. So, that realm of learning God is what we call the everlasting life or the incorruptible life. Praise God. Mm-hmm. But no man can actually embody that life without being sanctified. I'll continue next week. Praise God. Praise on the Lord. Yeah.
So, what is the essence of this teaching today? The teaching is that, can you give yourself to the tutelage of Christ so that we can be sanctified? If a man is sanctified, eh, he will have every access to God. Access to God. All, when you are saying every access to God, the way God intended man to access him from the beginning of the earth, he will have that access. The problem we don't have the access right now is that there's something else living inside us. That thing is called sin. Praise God. If we can only but recognize it and obey God enough for him to lead us out of it. Praise God. Before we know it, before we know it, God will have access and free space inside us. He can move. He can move himself. He can talk. He can, we can yield. Eh? There's no resistance between us and God. We can get there. Can we just submit to that spirit? You see, when your spirit man is instructing you, eh? when your spirit man is instructing you, eh? it's because a process of repair is about to happen. Do you agree? When your spirit man is instructing you, it's because he's leading you out of something. Is almost bringing you to a space where God can find access to you. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. So, not yielding to the spirit man is staying in darkness. And God will help us never to stay in darkness again. Mm-hmm. I'll continue this teaching. Father Lord, we thank you. We give praise to your name. We thank you, Lord Jesus. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You 